the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwedell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We're here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, again, we have a special guest in Dr. Matthew Cherhati, who has a Ph.D. in biology and a B.S. in computer science. He works at the UT Health Science Center, San Antonio. Carl, you had a question for Dr. Cherhati. Well, one of the criticisms that we hear frequently from the evolutionists, the Darwinian uh, camp, is that Creationists really can't be thinking people, so they must check their brain at the door when they go into church and listen to stuff about Genesis, and then when they, they go to work, if they go into some sort of scientific field, they must, they must not really believe creation if they're really working in science. Now, as a PhD, was that a problem for you? No, I mean, I think that statement is, is patently false because um, fun- fundamentally I think that uh, it's a question of, of you know, is creation scientific? And uh, I think it is. Basically, science did not begin with Darwin. I mean, that would be a very arrogant statement that all science started with our uh, point of view. And I think that, that uh, both evolution and creation, we both interpret scientific facts are the same, but interpretations uh, are different. And basically, I can quote Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 28. Uh, and God blessed them, and, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And uh, this uh, verse from Genesis basically says, uh, is basically a mandate for science. We can see the mandate for, uh, uh, God commands uh, human beings to, to do science in the early pages of Genesis. Since uh, if we have to subdue the earth, and if we have to have dominion, over it, we must uh, understand and know what nature is like. So therefore, God here is mandating uh, us to do to do science in order to go over the earth and to use it wisely, of course. Now, as far as yes. uh, when you went through your PhD training, uh, education, how much did you have to plow through evolutionary stuff before you actually got to the real science? Well, the thing is, is that um, we learned a lot of uh, different facts in different subjects, uh, like um, like like uh, about about like genome sequences, PCR techniques, techniques. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, we were given uh, consistently an evolutionary uh, interpretation of these facts. Uh, but I realized that if we take the same facts, we can give. Uh, a different uh, explanation to them. Um, let me mention, for example, that uh, that in taxonomy class, evolutionist teachers were they were sort of uh, forced to admit that uh, that many many species went extinct in in uh, some sort of deluge-like event. Mm-hmm. Now, we as creationists, we we recognize that this was a, the, the the Genesis flood. For example, I went on an fossil hunt excursion with a paleontologist. We went to the the Gertsch Mountains, and you know, on the mountains on the top of a hill, like in an elevated position. Okay, where would this be at? Uh, this would be this would be uh, west of Budapest, oh, just okay. west of Budapest. And uh, we started digging, and then I found like uh, like a bed of ammonites, which 
creatures, sea creatures, mm -hmm. where they were found Good elevated time. at the top mm -hmm. of, a, of a hill. Um, or, for example, uh, we were learning uh, molecular genetics, and uh, the genetics professor was wont to admit that in the gen genetic past of the human species, genetic variation underwent a bottleneck effect, meaning that genetic variation in the human genome was very constricted at some fairly recent point in our history. And again, we can recognize that they would give it some sort of evolutionary spin, but we as, as creationists, we recognize that, again, this was Noah and his sons. This was a, uh, the, the flood of Genesis. Hmm. So you don't see your faith interfering with your research in science. You see it promoting it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I see absolutely, absolutely no contradiction. Now, evolutionists themselves, they, they stress objectivity. And so what I think is that then, fine, very well, let's start with uh, objective facts, with uh, evidence, with uh, like sequences or, or uh, species or fossils, and let's look at them. And I mean, we are not beholden to any one specific interpretation. I think that I think that evolutionists are very authoritarian. Uh, they, they tend to say that well, everybody's an evolutionist. They're appealing to authority, but I appeal to facts. Let's study the, the facts then. Let's see how these fossils they, they fit in. We see that that uh, uh, genomes tend to they tend to devolve. That the mutations destroy existing genetic material. So um, they can explain it all they want. But I believe that, that if we look at, at facts, at, uh, at, uh, at the scientific data itself, creation can give a much stronger explanation. That's what I think. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot -S org. Today we have Dr. Matthew Cherhati with us, a biologist. I am sometimes asked during seminars and, and discussions I have, what do you think is the best evidence for creation? And one of my answers is DNA. Why do you think genomics refutes evolution and proves creation? I think uh, genomics is, uh, it refutes uh, evolution because basically fundamentally um, mutations, there, uh, no kind of mutations adds information to the genome. Like for example, we talked about uh, like different bacteria that they sort of acquire a new trait, and that's basically because that uh, there's a repressor molecule which is repressing another gene from being expressed. But if this repressor uh, mutates or if it's taken away, then this other gene can express. So therefore, even though we're losing uh, genetic genetic material. This new trait, even though it's being expressed, it's due to loss of genetic information. Oh. <laughs> right. Or, for example, evolutionists, uh, as I said previously, that, that uh, according to evolution, evolutionists have to explain how a bacterial genome transforms via mutations uh, genetic information into the human genome. And the best that evolutionists can, can really do is a process called uh, duplication and diversion. Now, a science paper has described that uh, the whole genomes of plant species can be duplicated. You've got all these tons of, of genetic, new, new genetic material. But these, these lineages don't really lead to new, to new species. For example, in, in human, we can see that, that uh, uh, there's a trisomy, there's a duplication of uh, one of the human chromosomes. Uh, I think uh, three chromosomes can be duplicated. You have, you have a bevy of new genetic information but the poor individual ends up with Down syndrome. And, you know, that's not an evolutionary advantage. Correct. So uh, fundamentally, the process uh, of, of mutations, they don't add to the genome. They're detrimental, very much akin to, like, thermodyna thermodynamics. 
that the, that the natural processes they don't build up they're, they're rather destroyed that genes fall out of the genome um, genomes tend to break up uh, there's like a continuous slew of, of new and new and newer uh, genetic mutations which cause disease in the human genome this sounds very much like uh, the work that, that John Sanford has done. Yeah, it, it is. In our pre-show, you were talking about there's almost an organic association between communism and evolution. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? There is a, a strong organic uh, connection between evolution and communism. Karl Marx dedicated Das Kapital, or Capital, to uh, Charles Darwin. And uh, so basically what communism says, uh, based on articles, I've read dozens of articles, science articles, written in communist Hungary in the 50s, 60s. They posit that first there was chemical evolution, and then biological evolution, then human evolution. Human evolution continues in into societal evolution, and so, and communists, they stated that uh, the ancien regime, the church, and, and the capitalist uh, uh, state will fade away, and that, that the communist uh, political system will take over, and we will finally end up in, in a utopian state where everybody's equal, and th- nobody believes in God anymore, and, and that that will be the best, the final uh, uh, station of, of human, humankind. Carl, you were commenting that uh, you ran into some people that objected to that idea at a debate you did some years ago. Yes, one of the things we pointed out was that evolution was used as the basis for promoting Karl Marx's ideas into communism. Absolutely. And communism is the biggest killer of human beings in in society uh, in the past uh, 100 years. Hitler killed his millions, but Stalin killed his tens of millions. And and Mao killed killed his hundreds of millions. And And Pol Pot killed some himself. And so these are all communists who used, who basically supported their belief in communism on evolution. And evolution does have consequences. And people who are humanists and evolutionists must realize that their religious belief in evolution and uh, humanism has dire consequences. Yeah, uh, I, I fully agree with that um, because, you know, if you look at communism, was a, was the first atheist state, purely atheist state, uh, led by atheist leaders where atheism was like the religion, uh, belief in God was completely denied. And look at what atheism, like a really strictly consistent atheistic worldview leads to. Mm-hmm. In atheism, there's no value for life. Uh, I would say that, that we're just animated matter. You turn matter into another form of matter, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because, but uh, if you believe in God, it, it says in Genesis, we were made in the image of God, that uh, God made us special. There's a value to our life. It's no wonder that so many atheists uh, uphold abortion, uh, which is uh, one of the sins of our age. Um, so I think that, that uh, since in, uh, ever since Darwin, I think there was a philosopher who said that, that who foresaw that, that uh, if Darwinism is widely accepted, then the gates of paganism and unbelief and death will be flung wide open, and it'll have an effect on the way people, uh, people think today. And for example, we, you can also tie uh, evolution to uh, abortionism, because basically in a single sentence, we, as a supposedly modern society, we have uh, uh, an enlightened society. We believe that we can harness our own evolution, our own anthropological transformation, that we will then decide who is fit and who is unfit, and call the unfit from our number 
meaning Down syndrome, were people who are who have a genetic defect and who are deemed undesirable. And this is precisely what Margaret Sanger yeah. expounded in her book *Pivot of Civilization*, who is a, a hero of the Iliad. Uh, eugenics, Francis Galton. Thank you, Matthew, for your research. Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. now at Grady's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Jackson Keller. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM6 30 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.